Hello and welcome to the semi-season finale, number two, of Life Stories. I'm your host and sometimes referee, Zach Stad Pearson, and today I'm joined by He Who Leads, House Tono, whose voice, although high-pitched, echoes through the halls of ass whoopery, a one James Tono. Nice to meet you all. I can't believe it's a semi-final. Hmm. Semi-season final, meaning, or penultimate, if you will. That means the next episode is the finale of season two. And I got something kind of sort of big planned. Um, It's basically going to be one story, but I'm telling it to everybody when I can catch them. But I'm going to uh, listen to, or I'm going to edit in everybody's reaction to the story. So for the first time ever, it's going to be literally everybody. But not real time. Okay. Yeah. And of course, to know him is to love him. You always love it when he shows up in his big ass giant dragon. Hailing from the fantasy star side of the channel, we have A1 Swag and Zord himself, Swag Dragon. Hello. I have no idea how I got here, but. I'm just here to enjoy this semi-finale with with my boys here. Them personal. <laughs> That's kind of how these things go. Um, all right, so period. Today's first story is learning or remembering that I knew weird shit about my cousins back in the day. Things we still don't properly have an explanation for. Now, as per usual, as you know, um, instead of having a being a comedic story or at least you don't know but i'm telling you for the first time swag these stories do have a comedic tone to them but for the record every single episode of life stories actually happened this one however my memory is a little bit hazy i can remember the beginning i can remember the end but not the middle so i'll try to fill it in as best i can and the second story yeah i remember that shit because it was one of the scariest days of my life but anyways let's get started okay understandable yeah, yeah. Okay, so the year is somewhere around 96, 97. The Dreamcast has not come out yet, and the video gaming landscape only had two things. Sega doing what Nintendo don't, and that's about it. Now, in the summer, like every kid who goes to summer school, or doesn't go to summer school, it's very common for children to be lumped together so they can have something to do because parents don't want to pay for a babysitter during the summer. Let's be honest, that's all that shit is. So, a lot of the summers, and a lot of time in general, especially sometimes on weekends, I was at my grandma's place, or my grandparents' place. Now, the place was fucking huge. Uh, I don't know I don't know if you guys have heard of the term triplex, but it was big enough to easily be converted, converted into a triplex. Very easily. There's a stove and oven and gas connections on the second floor and on the main floor. And hell, you could even stick them in the fucking basement if you wanted to as well. But the way it works is uh, me, my cousin Arnita, and her big brother, Aramis, and her other big brother, Artemis, who is in this group known as Daywalker. So, you know, he's not here, but he might he might be able to chime in later if he can fill in some blanks. But, uh... We were all at grandma's place for the summer. 
not because we couldn't be trusted or anything like that, but that's usually a time my family devotes to having the younger family members bond or just genuinely fuck around and do shit. Now, one particular breakfast morning, me, Aramis, Arnita, and I believe uh, the fuckboy himself, Chris M. Dyer, who we discussed in a previous story, the asshole who literally tried to steal my dad. He's fucked in the head in ways I don't even want to comprehend. Um, we sh- we're all sitting and eating breakfast. Don't know who made breakfast horse. Don't remember, but it was made. We was eating. Now, Aramis is the second tallest next to his brother, Artemis. And I'm looking at Aramis and his hair is really, really shiny. No, I don't mean Afro sheen. Also, he's never even had an Afro. I mean like... It looked like frozen snow flakes was in his hair. So I'm sorry eating and I stopped. I need to notice I stopped eating. And she's like, what's wrong? I was like, what's wrong with his hair? I was like, what do you mean? So Arnita looks at his hair and she makes the same shit bricking, shit bricking face that uh, brick shitting face that I made. And I think she said something like the stick. So I'm just sitting there like, what the fuck? This man's hair looks like it's got salt in it and you're yelling out about a stick? Now, mind you, we're young children, so assume we weren't cursing, but it was just a weird situation in general. So Aramis is like looking at both of us like we just, I don't know, started speaking French or some shit. And I was like, bro, your hair is really really shiny and it's got like light reflecting dusty stuff i'm not i'm not as articulate back then as i am now so that's why i was saying you know words of that nature so anyways and he just moves his food to the side and he shakes and he shakes his hand through his hair and he's like oh it's that stuff what stuff? Sugar. So I'm just like, how did sugar get in your head? So Arnita goes, the stick. I was like, okay, this is really getting confusing. Well, somebody likes to elaborate. So then apparently at some point in time, Arnita and Aramis was just going someplace and there was a guy doing a magic trick or something. And he said something along the lines of, hey, do you want to buy this magic stick for me? And it looked, and he said, what's it made out of? And he told them something like sugar and it, and you'll never run out. So apparently this dude broke a piece of it off and it grew back. Like it regenerated. And I was like, Aramis magic isn't real. Well, that's what he said though. And I'm just like, there's something that I don't know here. And I and I just and I just think to myself, okay, Aramis, what really happened? No, that is what happened. All right, because Arnita's there, she's backing him up. Dude was gonna sell this stick to him. Aramis fucking bit the damn stick. And then like a day and a half or two days later, they came over to grandma's place for the summer. And I was like, Aramis, do you know how many possible things you could have put in your system? Well, I mean, it tasted like sugar. Now, again, reminder, Aramis is the oldest motherfucker here. Artemis hasn't walked in the room yet. Aramis is like almost a teenager. 
me and Arnita may not have even hit puberty at this point. Even we know this is a fucking stupid idea. So I'm just sitting up here like, bro. Well, look, hey, if you shake it into your food, does it still taste like sugar? I don't want hear in my food. I was like, Aramis, this is not making sense, man. So then at some point in time, later in the day, we've dropped this. I mean, he took a shower anyway, so he was washed the shit. It wasn't in his hair no more. And no one wanted to believe me when I was telling them this story of what Aramis said he did. But people asked him and everyone said the same shit. Aramis, that doesn't sound right. But at the same time, look what happened. He said he tasted sugar when he bit the damn thing. So realistically speaking, you know, as far as I'm concerned, hey, the motherfucker ain't dead. Sound like a win-win to me. I don't know what happened to this stick though. I forgot to ask. So later in the day, some of us are playing video games. Some of us are playing with dolls. You know, damn well it wasn't me. And Arnita's doll dropped off uh, the chair that probably shouldn't be directly and next to the bathroom, the living room bathroom. I don't know why there's a bathroom in the next to the living room. And so it was an unusual layout for a living room. And I pick it up and I put it back in a chair. I hand it to Arnita and I look at the bottom of it. And these Barbie dolls got toes missing. Them ankles got holes in them. And I'm just like, Arnito, are you okay? He's like, what do you mean? So I turn the doll upside down like, what are you doing to these dolls? Oh, I didn't do nothing to them dolls. It's like, why'd you say it like that? So Aramis looks at me and I look at Aramis. He doesn't say anything, but he just gets this like depressed look over his face. I was like, what happened? He chews my Barbie doll's feet, pointing dead at Aramis. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Dude, why were you chewing Barbie doll feet? What situation causes someone to do that? Sugar. I'm like, it's his little sister's Barbie doll suit. I've seen kids and I was one of those kids like they picked up the Barbie doll when someone told me this is a girl and I immediately undressed it, but not because sexual interest. I'm like two or three when I first undressed a Barbie doll. I was really trying to understand the concept of female because in my brain, anybody who had long hair was automatically a female till I was like three when I realized that wasn't the case. Also, my mama got a haircut, so you can see the correlation. Um, I was basically like, I, st I couldn't, I knew they were trying to explain it to me, but they were also arguing with each other. But I pulled out the biggest James Tono impersonation before I ever came across that name. And I fucking laughed till I couldn't stand up straight. Because I wanted to know the answer, but I was laughing so hard I couldn't hear it. But also, Arnita was mad at him and the shit was hilarious. So I'm just like, bro, bro, what? What? So I calmed down. Literally, it took me damn near five minutes. So I calmed down five minutes later. Like, okay, what happened? Look, man, my teeth were just hurting and I just... I was chewing them. I was like, you were teething and you started to chew her Barbie doll legs and feet. More importantly, just the feet. 
yeah. And I don't know what Anita said, but I started laughing again. And it was it was funny. I mean, I felt bad for her. Like, it's really fucking weird to see a big kid chew on your toy. That's got to feel fucking weird. But from my perspective, that's the most hilarious shit I had heard up to that point in my life. So... <laughs> Oh, fuck. I'm about to start laughing again. Anyways, so I just decided, you know what? I'm just, I'm just gonna not touch these dolls. Hey, Arnita, if you're lucky, you know, maybe your dad will get you some new dolls or something. Because, I mean, I felt bad for her. The dolls look perfectly fine, but they can't even stand up straight and shit. But then again, Barbies are known for not being able to stand up straight until like, what, 2005? And fucking i'm sitting over here like quite literally you know what i need to watch my megazords and shit what if this nigga start chewing on him because again he's like 12 or 11 me and arnita like six or seven seven or eight there's no excuse for him to be chewing on barber dolls this didn't happen like five years ago this was a recent and current development and apparently he didn't stop till like maybe a year or two beforehand Oh my god, it was so fucking weird. So, later on, at some point in time, Christopher M. Dyer, a.k.a. Fuckboy, and whom from this point on shall be called Fuckboy, because besides trying to steal my dad, literally, when he was a kid, he also stole from my dad, best friend, the day he got him a job with the guy, in broad daylight. Uh, and it wasn't something little. He stole a fucking car and just decided it was okay. Obviously, this bitch is crazy. But um, we already went through that story. Swag, you weren't here for it. It was like the last episode. Um, so I'm just sitting up here like, yo, why did we all come to, at the time, my uncle Artemis's house? Because there's two Artemis. There's, well, three. Artemis the first, my grandfather, uh, the second, my uncle, and the third is my older cousin from this story. But my uncle's house, so I just say my uncle, why do we come to my uncle's house when we have more space and we have more area to fuck around with and play games and stuff at grandma's house? And none of us really knew the answer to that question, but we still play games and stuff. So in the middle of the day, Chris decides he wants to play games by hitting people or throwing shit at people at random. A game no one really wanted to play. We was either playing something on Super Nintendo, Mortal Kombat, or just not playing the throw something at people game, right? So eventually, my uncle, my other uncle, my uncle Bob's uh, steps oldest, or rather biggest stepson, is there too. Now, he's around the same age as Aramis, but the dude is fucking tall. He was like 5'10 before he hit 15. It's crazy. You, he could easily be mistaken for a grown ass man. So he's just like, okay, Chris, I'll play with you. And they start going upstairs. Now we're still playing Mortal Kombat. We're next to the bunk bags, chilling with a box of Legos. I'm, I'm basically having the time of my life. Aramis and his big brother Artemis are playing Mortal Kombat or some other game like that. I don't know where Arnita is at this point, right? I think she was coming down to play in the Lego box with me or something. And the next thing we hear is crack. And then we hear bruise. So we all look at each other 
and we walk around the corner. And before we get halfway down there, I hear uh, my uncle go, what the actual fuck? Or something like that. It was what the actual and some other shit. I don't remember. And we all just stopped because now we're scared to go in the corner. And I just go, what the fuck is wrong with you? So I'm thinking, oh shit, Kristen did some shit again. Let me go see. Chris is laid out on a fucking staircase unconscious. This kid, not even being angry at Chris, wanted to play the let's throw shit at people game. Threw a water gun, like this really, really long water gun at Chris. And he knocked him unconscious. And I just started dying laughing. Everyone else is trying to take this shit seriously. I lose my mind because, well, I fucking hate Chris. Oh no, the person I hate the most in the world at this point in time just got knocked unconscious. Yeah, I'm totally going to be sad right now. That's totally not sarcasm. But here's the thing. They were actually starting to get worried about me at one point because I was laughing for like 30 minutes. So my uncle came and got him. This kid cursed his ass out too. But Chris' mom didn't want to come and get him. You, you can tell his upbringing was not very, uh, not very fun for him. But hey, I didn't cause that situation. So I was laughing on and off for two days straight. And that was pretty much it. I had a very fun childhood, but sometimes it was fun because weird people did weird shit or dumb shit around me. Okay, we'll probably do more family stories at a later date whenever they pop back into my mind or I'll talk to Day Walker, a.k.a. Artem, and see what he can remember. Um, but let's go into the bulk of this uh, story today. All right, so, uh, you two ever had to babysit? Nope. A lot. <laughs> okay, well, you ever had to babysit a baby you don't know where it is and is naked? Always commando, pretty much. Nah, mostly they're clothed. Yeah, be thankful. Okay, so as uh, you may remember James and Swaggit, it's never going to come in conversation unless I mention it like I am right now. Um, I'm actually a goddad a few times over, but godsons are a rarity to me, and I cherish them because they're godsons. Not that my goddaughters suck, but one day... They're going to become teenagers. I don't want to deal with teenage goddaughters. I don't want to deal with teenage daughters. I'm cool with sons, though. They're less scary. They're gonna rub them. <laughs> so, this particular Rugrats name is Michael Sheon. Yes, his last name is Sheon. Michael Sheon. But I called them the Mix Man or the Mix Baby, which was... Very funny and very punny because both his parents are mixed race. His dad is primarily Caucasian and old school Italian, super dark skin. Like he's darker swag. He's darker than your character's complexion in the summer and the winter. Uh. And he had a, and he got an African grandma. And the other one, she's African and Russian. And I just call them little mixed baby. <laughs> And then sometimes mix master baby. Like I, I didn't, I didn't, I don't know if he's going to be a DJ when he grows up, but if he is, I take full credit for that because sometimes I would even put him next to a turntable because his parents had one and me and his dad would take pictures of him doing funny stuff because as par usual, when it comes to babies, guys still want to have as much fun as possible. 
but of course Killjoys, I won't say their names, sometimes try to ruin that shit. Now this particular incident is a bit of a unique situation. My, uh, uh, Michael's, uh, God, um, God, no, Michael's father, um, Daryl wanted to play eight player smash back when this was a new concept. And I just got fresh out of the military not too long ago, because if you remember smash bros, uh, Wii U or ultimate smash four came out specifically when I was, um, getting near the end of my term. And this was the first time I was experiencing it. So we got like four or five rounds in. We went to bed. Uh, everyone else who had crashed, they went home early. But I was I was staying. I was washing my clothes. I was planning to be there for like a few days anyway. I was washing my clothes and uh, I got my stuff straight. And baby woke up early as per usual. So I took him and I started trying to teach him words and stuff about knobs and whatnot on the washing machine. Now, he can't speak yet, but he does his thumbs up thing, which I think meant that he could understand you. I don't know how he got that way, but it was convenient because when we tell him, you know, not to do something, he would put his thumbs up and then he'd probably put that thumb inside of his mouth. But anyways, he threw his shirt in there one time. I was like, it wasn't really dirty. I was like, yay. And he starts laughing. I went and got another shirt. I put it on him. So I start making food and his mom wakes up. And she says, hey, I'm not trying to be, you know, rush or anything, but can you hurry up and make your food? It's like, excuse me, is there a problem? Well, yeah, um, you actually know how to cook. I was like, how the fuck is that a problem? Don't you swallow around my baby. <laughs> okay, fine, my bad. I forgot to cover his ears and that I was holding him, but what's, what's the issue? It's like, oh no, I just want you to finish so I can take some for lunch because I want to eat your food, but I also got to go to work. Oh, I'm going to cook really slow now because you yelled at me. And she made that sound that instantly means that they are trying to express that they're pissed off without using words. I don't know if the mic is going to pick it up, but it was it's like a um, uh, type sound. Uh, that shit. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> Too fondly. Yeah. So I was like, OK, uh, well, tell you what. If you, I'll leave you something for when you get home, OK? Well, make sure Daryl doesn't need it. I was like, he ain't gonna find it. When is he not in the refrigerator? See, you keep saying he eat a lot of food, but this man has never been past 150 pounds. Zax, I live with him. That doesn't actually devalidate what I said. Okay, I'm gonna leave, save me some food. I was like, okay, no problem. And she waves to her son and he, and he just puts his thumb up and then he puts his other thumb up. And then he falls asleep back on my arms. And then she heads out the door. Now, I put him in, I guess it's called a bait. What's the baby bed called when it's got four walls and wheels, whatever that's called. It's not a stroller though, but whatever that is. Uh, oh yeah, baby playpen on wheels. So he's not too far from me. I put him in there. And uh, eventually, uh, Daryl wakes up because he smelled food. Plays with his sons and... He's like, okay, what are we eating? And I was like, da 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 I was like, okay, uh, what time are you trying to get out? I was like, yeah, I'll probably leave around noon. Oh, you're going to cook before you leave? No. Come on, man. No. So he pulls out a 20. I said, go bigger. This all I got. I tell you, go bigger, go home, but you already here. But his son grabs a 20. 
and he starts chewing that stuff. And I'm laughing. He's like, come help me. You know, I would, but this is too fun to watch. So he leans in a little too hard. So now his son has the $20 bill and the son also has his hair and he's laughing his ass off. As am I, I trained him well. I actually do train babies to grab and hold on to long, long people's hair. So to see them go after a short, short hair, it's kind of funny to me. He's learning, he's growing, but they don't know I taught him this. So again, I'm enjoying myself right now. <laughs> so I said, Hey, I'm almost done. I'll help you when I'm almost done. And the next thing you know is he's trying to eat the 20. I was like, shit. So I grabbed the 20 baby starts crying a little bit, but this is one of those peaceful babies. So if it's not food and he's crying, it's because he wants to be held or you need a belly rub. Yes, it's very basic. So he got the belly rub and he fell asleep. Put him back in the playpen. He was starting to practice characters on Smash, trying to look into if there's gonna be any more DLC characters. Yes, there were. And uh, you know, we went from there. And eventually we started eating, we're playing Smash. It's like, hey, did you feed did you feed Michael? It's like Oh shit, I was like, well, he must not be hungry if he's not saying anything. So I get up, right? And you know what I see in that on wheels baby stroller? I see shoes, I see socks, I see a diaper, I see a shirt. But you know what I don't see? A fucking baby. So I'm like, Daryl, where's the baby? You put him in his room? He's like, no, he's right there in the stroller. We, dude, we haven't gone anywhere. Daryl, he's not here. Man, so he pauses the game and gets up, drops his controller. He starts going through the hallway closet and I'm checking like the front area, looking under the couch maybe. I got a flashlight and shit. And after five minutes, like, bro, where is the fucking baby? He's like, I don't know, man. And he's getting ready to basically cry. I was like, he's not outside. We know that. So don't open the door because he could get outside. He has to be here somewhere. Did he fall in the basement? I was like, we would have heard him if he did, but he might've gone down the slow way and you always have the lights on in the basement. Well, yeah, what if somebody breaks in there? Bitch, the lights are not gonna deter a burglary in, if it's on in the inside of the house. That's not what I heard. I don't have time for this, let's find a baby. So I go in the basement, he goes to the left, I go to the right. Now here's the trippy part. This baby is maybe 1.3 feet, one foot three inches. How the fuck did he get on top of the dryer? He was on top of the dryer, butt ass naked, sleeping. How? I'm still trying to process that to this day. Everybody knows that most washing machines and dryers, they have very smooth surfaces, no hard corners or edges. How the fuck did he get on top of there? So I was like, yo, uh, la, la. I got him. He runs over, takes baby from me. He wakes him up. Shit you not. Bitch slaps his own daddy. And I just started laughing. So he knows, and like everyone else does, hey, look, baby's gonna baby. 
So he took that bitch slap like a man. He made an angry face and he did the parental I'm mumbling under my breath because I don't want you to know what I'm saying thing. And he passes me the baby because I can tell he's really, really mad. This wasn't like no playful slap like he was trying to grab a face. Like he leaned backwards and he tilted his body a little bit and he slapped his daddy hard as fuck. I'd be kind of mad too, not gonna lie. So he gave me the baby. The baby looks at me and he does thumbs up like, yeah, I did that for you, homie. And he goes to sleep in my uh, in my shoulder area. And I'm just like, okay, I'm gonna put some clothes on him while he sleep. So I put some clothes on him. I went upstairs and got the diaper. This time we put pans on that motherfucker too, right? Now, at this point, the stroller is in front of us off the left-hand side, we're back to playing Smash. We found out uh, Ryu was gonna be in Super Smash Bros. Yes, that Ryu. So, we were talking about it and whatnot. And then, I don't know, maybe 10, 15 minutes pass and the bathroom door is open. Don't know why the bathroom door is open. But it sounded like there was some raining. I go into the bathroom. This little motherfucker's in here butt ass naked playing with the faucets in the tub. This is a Spider-Man baby. How is he crawling all this shit? How? Thank you, bro, bro. That 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 stroller, uh, that, that that baby pin on wheels. It doesn't have any latches or anything to come down. You reach down and grab the baby, or the baby's just in there. The stroller's not- Did you- Did you ever see any bug bites on the baby? You never know. What? I was like, is this baby's name Miles Morales? What the fuck is going on? So I was like, yes. bro, I was like, bro, you have a spider baby. And now he looked at me for a second and he thought about it and he understood immediately what it meant. This motherfucker is a wall crawler. Cause no one knows how he's done doing this shit. So I went and I picked up his whole entire playpen and I just looked around like, how the fuck could he have grabbed onto anything? The playpen is basically a fucking screen. It's clear. There's nothing that gives him friction. And I'm just like, and 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 and, and Daryl's like, bro, I've already come to term with the fact that this man is just gonna be an escape artist. I don't even know why you're looking at that playpen like it's the playpen's fault. So I was like, hey, that was kind of funny. I was like, okay, well, look, I don't really want to play Smash anymore because I feel like the more we play it, the more chances he's going to get to fucking steal your car and drive off to a, a milk farm or some shit. And he and the baby immediately started laughing when I said that, right? Now, his daughter woke up finally. I don't know what it is with that baby, but we all acknowledge her name is the Nap Queen or just Sleepy. Her actual nickname is Sleepy because when she goes to sleep, it's like 10 hours long. It's crazy. If she wakes up in the middle of the night, midnight, she ain't waking up again until like noon the next day. Right? So now we're doing exactly what grown ass men would do when they have babies and they're under no supervision from the fun police. We start having fun. Within minutes, we invented a game called Baby Foo. Y'all ever heard of Baby Foo? Let me spell it for y'all. Y'all ever heard of that? 
in a texting page? Maybe. You can already tell where Maybe this is going true. just based off the name of this. So we picked. I picked up my uh, goddaughter, and he picked up fucking uh, Michael, and we immediately started putting them in kung fu poses and pretending that they're fighting each other. Wait, what? Yes, we did this, and we're pretending both of them are Street Fighter characters. And when one baby loses, uh, literally pick them up and go, uh, 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 you win. And then the other person helps the other uh, baby and the other parent do a victory pose. We're literally having fun. This is the fun shit. Right? So, eventually we get to round two. This time, I win. You know why? Because I figured out how to make a baby do the entire move list of Guile. And I am including that upside down illogical uh, kick that he does. Not just the flash kicks and the sonic booms. Yeah, I did that. I won. Right? So, now he's decided he wants to change his character. So now he's using Michael to be Akuma. Oh, come on now. <laughs> come on now. But see, Michael, unlike his sister, who's older than him, as we've learned today, he can already stand and walk. So he literally just turned his head to the side and he said, stay there, stay there, patting him on the belly. And his hands already down to the side. And he's looking at his sister like Akuma when he turns backwards after Raging Demon. So, oh my Gucci. Yes. So, while I'm doing this and I'm and I'm like, man, this is impressive. Man, we got to really we got to like get a floor mat or a placemat to play baby food. And the next thing I hear is, what are y'all doing? Guess who's back from work? The fun police. Now, I am smart enough to immediately yell over uh, Daryl so he doesn't tell her what we were actually doing and everything that's happened today. Because it's going to go one of two ways. This is what happens when I'm not around. How is it that you can't take the babies and just blah, 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 Or, alternatively, you don't make my babies play baby food. What if they grew up hating each other and wanting to hit each other? Blah, 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 blah. So really, it ends the same way. However, unfortunately, uh, the fun police here, she ain't stupid. So then she said, Zax, don't say anything. Daryl, say what you were about to say again, baby. So I look at Daryl and he starts putting two and two together. And then the fun police tries to jump up or put her hand up in front of my face because she knows that there's this thing that men do called an eye conversation. We've discussed it before, but long story short, it's when you're having a conversation with other dudes, but it's really just your eyes looking at each other. No words are being said based on the situation that's happening. My eyes are saying, dude, shut up, dude, shut up, dude, shut up, make something up, right? Say something ambiguous, but she's short. So I just looked down and said, uh, 
You know your hand is only covering my chin. There's my dumbass moment for the day. I'm letting her know she's not stopping me. So she starts jumping up, trying to hold on to my shirt. It's like, don't look at him. Look at me. What you been doing? So I put, uh, I put my goddaughter on the couch and Daryl hands the baby off, uh, to the fun police. And he's just like, well, see, we kind of did this thing and man, we had fun. We were playing Smash Bros. Hey, did I tell you Ryu's going to be in Smash Bros? Huh? Ryu's not going to be in Smash Bros. I am slowly backing towards the door at this point. Everything I got's in the book bag. So she's not going to hear a suitcase rolling across the ground. I'm slowly opening the door. Right? And the next thing I know is I see uh, my goddaughter say, bye-bye, daddy. And we all lost our shit because she's talking. And I wanted to come over there and I wanted to hug her. And I saw this look on Michael's face that, like, he wanted to stab me. His whole face was red, and he wasn't blinking. He mad his goddaughter called me daddy before she called him daddy. That's okay. You can be mad. It ain't gonna help nothing. You can be mad, though. But this distracts the fun police long enough for me to get out the door. And then and his, and, uh, she says... Daddy not go bye-bye. Daddy right there. See that, Daddy? And then she turns around to look at me. And I'm at the door, and she stops. And I just say, Why is Michael naked? And they both look, and I run the fuck off. So yeah, that's how you get away with playing baby foo. Any questions? How are you such a top-tier dad? It's very simple. The first step is a very, very simple step. When you know your ass is in trouble for anything at all, no matter what you say and do, distract them with compliments. Doesn't have to be your wife. It could be your mama. It could be your sister or a female cousin. If you know you did something you probably wouldn't normally be in trouble for with your with your bros or is not really that big a deal, but they want it to be, compliment them while you're not giving a shit that they're mad. They will actually chastise you less. Oh, I no, accidentally no. stepped on your shoes or on this rug floor I didn't know was there and I just came in from the rain and it's not like I'm not gonna take my shoes off. I know your mama raised you better than that. You don't come in this house and then, oh, wow, your hair looks really nice today. Oh, speaking of shoes, yours look great. Oh, thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Now shut the fuck up and get out my face. But you know, you don't say that part out loud. And if I'm counting right, is getting me out of some bullshit at least 145 times in my life. So yeah, that's that. Um, any questions, James? No, I don't have no questions. I'm, I'm good. 
I swear to God, like that baby, he needs to be put in like oven mitts or something because he crawl every fucking where. He can walk, but he will crawl out of every fucking thing. Man, that bitch slap though. I heard that. Like, it actually left a mark on his daddy's face. Woo. Woo. And they too adorable to hit. And you're not even going to do it. But man, you just wish you could cuss them out one good time. It's like when you pick up a little baby and for some dumb reason, like one in five, they're going to try to kick as hard as they can in the nuts. So you learn to pick them up from a distance and then pull them in. Yeah. Then they kick you in the damn chest and the stomach. Yeah. I had that happen a few too many times. But nope. Mm -mm. Only got caught with a bitch slap once and I learned my lesson. Uh. Well, with that being said, this brings this episode to a close. And if you'll excuse me, I have a new Genesis to get to because I'm hunting for juggernauts or titans. Titans need to be or gods. Time to attack some titans. I will see you guys when I see you guys.